You are currently listening to the IndieCast. For the last four years, they've been bringing you the best in pro wrestling, pop culture, and a splash of crass. Now, for your hosts, Chad and Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luda Lynn, welcome to the IndieCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen, Zach Romero, Shelly Allen, all in the room together. Luna is uh, slaving away in a... Uh, in a dungeon somewhere. In a t-shirt dungeon. In the t-shirt dungeon. Shop in Spring Hill. That's right. So, uh, But, uh, Zach, we have, we have a guest. We do. Well, we, we do. have a returning guest. We don't, and I don't, can we even count this as a guest anymore? No. No. We, the, uh, the prodigal son has come back. That's right. And, uh, and, and when I say prodigal, I mean productal. Pro- hey. Hey. Is that a shirt so, yet? Could, could it Goddamn be? Goddamn mountain lion is also in the room, apparently. <laughs> um, so. so, anyways, uh. Today, we have a returning guest, one of our absolute favorites, yeah. a man who earned himself a one-of-a-kind IndyCast shirt. That's because right. Because he goddamn earned it. Some would say he is the cream in your coffee. Or your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Or the Jewish canon. Or the physical embodiment of Charasma. Charasma. Or he is the most entertaining man in professional wrestling. He is uh, a Mr. American Rana. He is a uh, Davy Wrestling. The 104-Minute Man. The main event. The King of Taunts. The Alec Baldwin of podcasting. This is proof of that. This is us, yes. The official fifth host of the IndieCast. The product himself. David David Starr. Starr. (laughs) Did I get them all? What's up, slut? Hey! We we Olsen twins that intro there. I had to to make sure. I legitimately was going through videos to make sure I got every single one of the nicknames. Because I was like, I don't want to miss one. That's the kind of research that we're really putting in the show. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I would like the uh, the announcers to say it like not confidently either. Like and um he's he's pretty good at Twitter. Pretty good at Twitter. <laughs> I would love it. I, I like I like announcers that put their own their own flavor on things. Those are always fun. Like guys like MLJ at C C W you always have him put and does his own thing, Rich Paladino. Like it's awesome and they have their own little thing. So, though my, my favorite thing of, of your intros lately actually had very, well, it had to do with your intro, but when you and Matt Riddle fought fairly recently, and he did your intro with all the bros in it, I about yeah, lost it when that got released. That was hysterical. MLJ. <laughs> <laughs> One, MLJ didn't even use a single card doing it, which is insane. Right. That is um, impressive. And two, that was entirely his idea. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get we gotta get him on the show sometime too. But I could, I need to work yeah, on my combat zone. He knows everything about wrestling too. I'll say we'll pick up the Papa Hales bat phone and we'll. That's yeah, right. We'll put Papa Hales on it. Yeah. Or. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like how he just like. It's, it's unbelievable, actually. They, uh, he he can name the most random. Like, he can name the most random wrestling dates ever. Like he can tell you when SummerSlam was and like. In like '86 or something like that. It's weird. See, that's that's always been the one missing hole in my wrestling trivia. I can't pull da- Bing Bong. Yeah, Bing Bong. Yeah, I, I, was say, I wish you could see the look on my face as the term <laughs> "missing hole." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are we talking about here?" But uh, I, I can never. I've never been good on dates. I can't. I can't pull dates that's like for that. True. For, oh, you zip it, you. you I, now, now uh, remembers our anniversaries and stuff. So. Okay, that's that's David. This time we do have uh, something slightly more organized than the last than a year ago when he was on. It was <laughs> that's just right. Luna and I, aka the wow. shit show episode. Um, <laughs> we actually have the lightning round. We do. Oh, I didn't know if you had a lightning. Uh, you had a thunder sound effect. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing the sound. The, okay, that's enough. I've been doing the sound effects acapella, and they've been sounding like a bobcat. So we actually have. Thunder sound sound by now, so we we had to unveil that for you, uh, Alec Baldwin. We did save it for the truck. So uh, Shelly's going to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Um, feel free to answer them as as quickly as as you are able to, or ignore them if you want, or yeah, just go on <laughs> tangents, whatever. That'll throw Shelly. This is my moment. Yeah, this is her moment in the sun. So yeah. down with the patriarchy. Right. Here it comes. Yeah. That is very true. That is very true. Um, of all your nicknames, which one is your favorite? My favorite? Oh, 
I see. I never. I, everyone always tells me they love your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. That seems to be everybody else's favorite. Um, I mean, my original. I don't know. Each one means something to me. It's like my children. You can't <laughs> ask me to pick one. Yes, uh, I am. Um, there's a favorite. Clearly, there's favoritism. You know, right. I've, they've all. Dude, I can't do it. There's nothing I can do. They all. I love them all equally. I have to do that. Could you imagine? What my other nicknames would say if I picked one of them. <laughs> well, let, then let me let me springboard off this question. Um, are, do you ever get approached by either fans or other wrestlers who try to give you other nicknames, and you just kind of go, "Ah, oh, that's great." You mean like the and, Alec Baldwin of podcast. Hey, we're, that one that oh, one's yeah. good. <laughs> fans, fans give me, me nick, try to give me nicknames all the time. Um, and wrestlers have given me your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler Dan Barry gave it to me no um, another guy we need to get um, on the show yeah okay there. he's great um yeah Dan Barry gave that to me um let me think of the other nicknames the cream in your coffee was given to me by Richard Paladino um favorite wrestler Dan Barry physical body McChrisno was me during promos <laughs> the Jewish canon was me as a little kid um and there's Mr. American Rana. I gave that to myself because I'm awesome. Uh, as well as the most entertaining man in professional wrestling because it's true. Um, Davey, Davey Wrestling was after you, you beat, after you made a... Uh... You guys didn't even laugh at those two. Those were like, those were like in gimmick jokes. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even crack. No, because we, we, we were all in agreement. We were we, like, yeah, we no, they're awesome. pretty awesome. Right. Pretty great, yeah. There's we we completely uh, believe that for true. Go on, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me more. Uh, Davy wrestling was through a storyline and beyond when I feuded with Gargano. Storyline, um, you made that man tap out. Fuck storylines, that happened twice. Twice. He tapped out twice. I beat him by submission twice. Fairly. Um, now, now let me ask you this: Is there one that was suggested that that was just so awful that you remember it, but you're never going to use it? Nicknames? Yeah, was somebody like, "Oh, you should be ba ba ba," and you were like, "Never." But here, let's let's make this let's make this interesting then. And we haven't debuted this on the new on the since the new season and we moved over. For those of you playing the IndyCast drinking game at home, <laughs> please take a drink for every time one Mr. David Stark coughs. Yeah. So there you go. Oh man, oh that's gonna be rough. Okay. Well good luck guys. Um, <laughs> that's a power hour. That's, children, true, that's a power hour. I hope I don't I hope I don't kill anybody else. <laughs> um so uh Rich Faldino is just giving me a bunch of Nicknames. There were a bunch of random ones. I was like, at one point, it was like I was all that and a slice of cheddar and stuff like that. Like, not ones that I picked. He was just saying ones, and that's where the cream in your coffee came from because he said that that stuck, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so there was that, and then another time I gave Rich Palladino a bunch. So I wrestled Tommaso Ciampa, uh, and I did my intro, and I added a bunch of nicknames just to be obnoxious and have even more, and I got rid of a bunch of them because it was like. Um, it was the only time I used them, but there was like there was like the Hebrew Hammer and like the Passover Powerhouse and like weird ones like that, and it, was, <laughs> it just didn't just didn't feel right. And I was like, okay, cut those. That sucked. Um, so yeah, well, I, so I have had a few that I that just haven't stuck. I did. I did get a laugh because I. It was the first um, when you were here in Orlando for Combat Zone during WrestleMania weekend. Um, I, I haven't been to a combat zone show in a while, which is a, a blast unto itself. But uh, yeah, every every uh, additional nickname made somebody else in the audience even angrier. It was hysterical to watch because I like we're all cheering <laughs> cheering away, but there's some people that are just getting shut. Up. They're just getting pissed about it. That's amazing. Love it. Oh, it's great. It's so funny because people just react to it. They either they either think it's great or they hate it, and I love it because of that. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, uh, now, okay, so uh, one final follow-up question to that. <laughs> and this kind of goes along the same lines when we had Jervis Cottonbelly on the show. So there's been a few wrestlers now who, let's say, are paying certain homages to you by also having 
quite a few nicknames oh, to them. Um, how do you feel about something like that? I mean, I'm not the originator of having a bunch of nicknames. I just think I do it better than anybody else. <laughs> Actually, I, I can speak for one person. I don't know. Do, uh, have you ever seen when was Steve Carino used to do that? Well, of course, Steve yeah. Carino. I think if you're talking about current day wrestlers, Steve oh. Carino is the man. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm not better than Steve Carino. I'm not saying that. <laughs> is that Jesus. Was that one of the... Uh, was that one of the nicknames that got thrown away? The man who's not better than Steve Carino. <laughs> no, I mean, um, in all honesty, Steve, I've been fortunate to um, actually be able to learn a lot, quite a bit from Steve. Um, I got to talk to him and do, and like I, uh, I've trained with him a couple times, like through seminars and stuff. Um, and he's watched my stuff and given me advice and critiques, and he's a really good dude and. Uh, I really appreciate and respect his work as well. Um, but, uh, so I haven't had the not as good as Steve Carino nickname, but he would probably knowing Steve, he would he would tell me that I'm better than him, and then I would tell him he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he's he's the man. Um, but I thought you, if you were saying paying, I thought you were saying that there's wrestlers that are currently wrestling that are doing oh, that. Yeah, fucking Chip Day does the same goddamn thing, David. That's what I'm trying to say. Chip Day also has a shitload of nicknames, and you guys just fucking fought. I hope he listens to this, because Chip and I wrestled each other at a PWX. Drink, guys. Uh, and, and we both did our long nickname, a bunch of our, our nicknames. So we did, I think we each had ten at the time. Um, and I think I had, I was champion, WHW shotgun champion, so I got that one. So, uh, Ethan Case on commentary, I think, counted my title, <laughs> my title as well, uh, as an extra one, so I beat him. Um, but, you know, Chip Day does it. Chip's awesome, but my interests are still better than Chip's. And, he's, <laughs> and, he's, uh, and I hope he's listening. And I, and by the way, I wasn't trying to compare Carino now, but I know Carino back in the day used to have a, like his own ring announcer who used to just, do this litany of lists of stuff. I remember he, I got to see him once live in Philly and the audience just, again, same situation, like every new nickname Name or new title or something like that. Crowd. Fury at the crowd. It was hysterical. Well, it's awesome. Now that we've uh, spun out into eight sub-questions, <laughs> Shelly, go right ahead oh, with wait, that question. Oh, wait, wait, back to lightning yeah, round? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Oh. There you go, right. Oh, Chad can't wait to hit the button. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wait. Now I have to read. Okay. Hard, hard work. If you were told you could only wrestle in either the U.S. or Europe, but not Fuck. both, which would you pick and why? Oh, I wrote some good questions today. <laughs> Yay. You just Damn, pulled back the curtain God. for no reason. Um, I can only wrestle in the U.S. or I can only wrestle in Europe. Correct. That's not Well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to say U.S. only because... Um, that means that I still live in the U.S. and I still want to live in the United States. He seemed really, That's he seemed really conflicted why, there yeah. for a moment. Because I think, well, I think both. I think I love wrestling in uh, in Europe. I love it over there. I love wrestling at home here too. But like, I'm just I don't want to. The, the only thing that uh, in that in that choice that like that makes it clear, or the only thing in that question that makes it clear that I would do U.S. is because I'd have to I'd live here. I think, and I figured that would be a hard question for him because if you've seen the videos of some of his intros in, in WXW, like the especially when it gets to the chorus of, uh, you know, Joe Jets, do you want to touch? And the audience is singing. It's amazing. The place is just ecstatic. So that was oh, they're great over there. I love it over there. <laughs> but fucking Europe doesn't have Wawa, so that's suck it, Brits. That's yeah, true. They don't have Wawa. That's that's what no, I that. But, they, but there are many more in the UK. There's many more Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> and in Germany, there's tuna fish pizza. Tuna, tuna fish pizza. pizza. That's a, that was great. That was actually it the so good. That was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> so, tuna fish pizza. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> well, question three, honey. I've been waiting all day to ask this. Whoa. So Uh-oh. so have you changed your mind on mustard? <laughs> no, of course I've changed my mind on mustard. Has mustard changed its mind of being the fucking devil? No. But, but maybe you got better mustard yeah, may, yeah. overseas, and maybe. 
better mustard. <laughs> Maybe they were serving up some great poupon in England. We don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. If someone served me great poupon anywhere, I'd punch them in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and write down Did Mustard so Change Its on. Mind on Being the Fucking Devil? So I'm going to write that I down. Want, I want to. Uh, I, I seriously now, next time I see David in person, get him to autograph a bottle of mustard for no, me. No, that's the thing. If we, if he's going to continue to be like, you know, heat magnet and CZW, instead of uh, like the Jimmy Do Rave throwing toilet it? paper, it'll Do just be any? fucking mustard. Oh, mustard oh. packs? Oh, the, John, the, that would be hilarious. Yeah, how many people have pitched like putting mustard on me in one of my matches. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just look at them and go, I'll kick the shit out of you for real if that happens, by the way. I, I just tell them, I tell them, I'm like, listen, I get what you're doing, and if people really knew that I hated mustard, then I could do something. But it's not worth it for the five people in the audience that know that I dislike mustard. I'll, like, it's not worth it to me. It is on your Twitter, it is on your Twitter, and you do, do, you, you do Twitter pretty well, so that's... I know, I'm aware of that, but I, but in the audience at any given time, they don't know offhand that I just hate mustard. They don't all memorize my Twitter bio. Note, note to self, if I'm ever doing uh, ring announcing for David Starr, include the man, uh, mustard's number one enemy That's right. in the name of nicknames, in the list of nicknames. You've oh, added man. another. Next question, Miller. Oh, I'm sorry. Mustard sucks. <laughs> mustard sucks. I really couldn't wait all day for that. That's good. Okay. Um, so, are you a board game man or a video game man? Which one's your fave? I prefer, well, I prefer video games to board games, but, like, when I was a kid, I played a lot of board games until I got video games. <laughs> so, now, before, so before, um, you go first. I'm going to shut up. At one point, I played, at one point, I played Monopoly on a computer. So... There's an answer for you. Um, I was going to say, in your defense, though, in those beginning stages, like, I remember I had the Game of Life for PS1, and it was like, oh, it's like the regular boring board game, but some jackass is being the narrator of it now and saying your moves for you. And it's nightmarish PS1 graphics. Yeah, and then I guess life went out of uh, of style when you got The Sims, and they just real version. That's two calls, guys. I never put that together, though. But yeah, The Sims is Uh, like the natural progression of the game of life. Like, I never really put that together. There's a conspiracy theory somewhere. Yeah. Um, But I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't. I'm not like um, when I did play video games. It was when I was uh, in like junior high and high school, and when and when I was in elementary school and stuff. Um, After high school, I didn't really play video games. And when I was playing games, I wasn't like a cool gamer. I was the guy who played like sports games, and then. I would play, like, GTA and, like, Need for Speed. And, uh, you know, when I entered before, I did play Bond and stuff like that. But I was playing wrestling games and football and basketball and baseball games. Like, I was, that was the kind of video gamer I was. I wasn't, like, a, a super into all the other, all the other uh, games that everyone else played, like the shooters and stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'm a boring, I, mean, I wouldn't even consider myself a gamer. Like, I played Madden. So now, question on, on the board game, since you did play them as a kid, and, and we are a house divided on this one. What are your thoughts on the game of Clue? I played Clue when I was a kid. What are my thoughts on the game? Yes. I mean, I I feel like I forget the rules, and I don't remember how you even came up with your, like, the deductions you'd make. And you'd say, like, it was Darnold Mustard in the, in the, like, the staircase with a candle holder. Like, what? Um... I loved the movie. <laughs> no, the movie. You can't get enough of the movie. That's an excellent Tim Curry film. It is. Yeah, yeah, Tim Curry. That's, the man. Well, the, I think the thing about the board game Clue is it's sold alongside other children's board games. But Clue's not really a game you know, for kids. Well, not only not even just subject matter wise, <laughs> but like you said, just like how the game is played. Because if you're under the age of fucking like fifteen, then Clue is just wild accusations the board game yes. and then above 15 so, then you're so, like so, oh hey I put some thought into this I kind of know what the fuck hey this guy yeah that maybe worked out but when you're fucking 13 playing you're just like I don't know I don't like this guy's face his art is stupid on the card <laughs> and the thing and that and I'm bored with this I'm gonna go outside like that's that's how Clue was played but, as a kid 
you just described social media. Touche. Touche there. I don't know. Chad should have given me a disclaimer about Clue because I I feel like any game you can get that way, I can play drunk. But he. This was a huge setup. (laughs) Clue. That was the ultimate swerve. We may may have had this fight previously, which is why I wanted (laughs) to. Because I'm the only one that really likes Clue. Well, David, this is what happens when you. When you've been on the show a thousand times, we can't keep asking you Wawa sheets. It's (laughs) Clue, awesome, or sucks. At this point, I'm starting to think the whole setup, as far as all five times I've been on the show, uh, every single time we've ever had conversations has all been built up for us to talk about Clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, to, to be fair, Chad certainly had that like in the chamber ready to go. Like, <laughs> speaking of board games... How, yeah, like, how wild would it be if our entire friendship has been based on you trying to Talk about this and then the, ulti- the ultimate drama is you're like, no, no, I can fucking take your leave it. And we'll be like, we're done here, David. Thank you. <laughs> it's been nice. Sleep. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, do we have another question? Yes, oh, I think yeah, what... two. Actually. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know. You guys are. Wait till we get this... to shoots and ladders. That's going to be all kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, this one is a great one. Uh, what was the last movie that made you cry? The last movie that made me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a very easy answer because I just sobbed at a movie. Uh, like, and it's a sad movie. Uh, the Zookeeper's Wife. Oh, you lost all of us. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you watch that? I lost all respect. No, no, no but just. I'm a good Jew. <laughs> I'll write that down too. He is a good Jew. That's. Another nickname. Well, that's, a, that's like a joke. That's like a bit of an inside joke with me and uh, Shelly Martinez. Because um, when I got to know her for when JT was dating her, and we were all like working together. And uh, so Shelly used to say to me, we used to say to each other, be a good Jew today. Be a good Jew today. Uh, but she's Mexican Jew. And I'm Irish Jew. So mm-hmm. what's up? Um, what's Jewish shout out? Yeah, um, I think it was. Well, I think uh, in future merch, I think a David Starr, like, inspirational calendar that just says, be a good Jew today. Be a good Jew today. It definitely should be in the works. Every single day. (laughs) Exactly. Every single day says, be a good Jew today. No, but I saw saw, uh, Zookeeper's Wife because um, uh, I just have a... I just take a lot of interest in uh, the subject matter. uh, I'm just very attached to it. Uh, Whatever pulls on my emotional heartstrings. And I knew I was going to get upset when I watched the movie. Uh, Once my mom told me what it was about, I went on uh, like a random, I think it was like a Tuesday afternoon or something. I was just home by myself and I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. I went to a private, I went to like a private theater or like a local theater that, you know, only ever will draw like, 15 people. Uh, he shamefully saw a chick flick. Right, yeah. I cried like 20 times. <laughs> Some guy behind him was like, is that David Starr? Oh my God. <laughs> oh no, I was sobbing. I think I even posted about it. I even posted like, yep, just cried like six or seven times. Zookeeper's wife. You, how did you not like go on Twitter live and just like live stream you just sobbing <laughs> openly? Sobbing? Uh, I mean, it was, it was, Well, I was going to say, I, I feel like uh, for when they release it on Blu-ray, they're going to have that quote from you. It knows how to get you. <laughs> David Starr. It, it, does, it does. It knows how to get you. It certainly does. I think you have to, you have to send this to, you have to send it to Sean Spicer and he'll be like, oh yeah, this fictional movie. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to make, I was going to make a joke when, when Shelly asked the question, I'd be like, oh, don't say like Schindler's List. And then it was like, just kidding. I'm the, the, you know, another sad Holocaust <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Like. Oh well, fuck me then. I, well, for the record, for the record, I do cry at Schindler's List. Well, everyone does. <laughs> everyone it's not, you know. I'll tell you, I can tell you, I, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I think I have a pretty, a pretty decent amount of movies that I have cried at. To be perfect, like probably more than the average dude. It's, it's when you cry to stuff like a goofy movie. That yeah, really I was just gonna odd. say. Do you have anything that's like inappropriate to cry during? Like inappropriate to cry during. Um, 
during an, an appropriate uh, like an appropriate time of I ever gotten or a movie that's like not supposed to make you cry yeah um Like, everybody teared up during, like, Toy Story 3, but if you're like, oh, I completely just fell apart watching fucking Cars or something like that, then it's going to be like, that's a little weird. I did fall apart and cry during Cars because it's really that bad of a movie. <laughs> that movie really stinks. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, I'm not a fan of Tomater? Come on no, now. No, I'm definitely... <laughs> Wally's amazing. Yeah. Wally's amazing. Yeah, Wally's a really good movie. Wally's great. Cars is great. Chad's just a I, hater. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what movie I could say. But do that to me. I have a really. I, don't think I, have any. I I I'm not gonna tell this story because that's three by the way because uh, David's on. But I do have a really weird thing like that. Like I have there's an episode of a cartoon series that I watched when I was a kid, and it's not a sad episode. And I fucking just wept openly. Uh, I, that's a tease. I, no, I think that's a story. That, no, that's... The, the, like I said, this is David's time. We're not. I don't have to go into like what what weirdness I got going on bouncing <laughs> around in my head. But there's definitely a story that along those same lines of like this is not an appropriate thing to be crying at, and I'm crying and like peeing my pants. Anyway, what's our last question? <laughs> Look at that segue. Um, um, okay, uh, Marvel or DC? Things that make you wet your pants. Yeah. Right. Uh, Marvel. I think it's fairly easy to pick. Particular <laughs> character? What's, what's your favorite character? In Marvel? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I, I feel like an idiot saying Spider-Man because it's just like so, that's like so mainstream and I hate myself for it. Um, <laughs> but I would probably have to say, I'd probably have to say Spider-Man. From a little kid, I was always attached to the character Spider-Man. I liked it. In fact, I had a story where I thought I was Spider-Man at one point when I was in fourth grade because I got bit by a spider at school, came home after school, got in like a fight with my brother who was two grades ahead of me and beat the shit out of him. And I was like, whoa, the only way this could happen, this only makes sense because I got bit by a spider. So I tried to climb the side of my house and I fell and I just hit my shoulder. But finding out I wasn't Spider-Man. But like I always got really attached to the character. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I'll have to say Spider-Man. But overall, the reason why I picked Marvel over DC is because if you think about just in general, like, the best superheroes out there, one and two are Batman and Superman. It's just how it is. You know, those are the two most popular, like, ever. And then after that, there's, like, a, it's a long list of Marvel heroes. And then, like, what would be the next DC hero after, like, between like Spider-Man and Hulk and Thor and Captain America and like and there's so many like Marvel's is way deeper than DC is. You make a good point. Also, I want to say like none of us laughed at the uh, <laughs> like when you thought you were Spider-Man story because the math. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. Because the math completely checks out on that. Like it's not like oh, oh, oh stupid kids. It's like. Well, no, he got bitten by a spider. He kicked the shit out of somebody bigger than him all of a sudden. Like, no, the the math works out on that. Like, right. if he had, he happened to like... Yeah, I would have thought I was Spider-Man too. Yeah. The only thing the only thing you're missing is a ski mask and a chance to fight Macho Man Randy Savage as, as Bonesaw. Bonesaw, he was ready. <laughs> Three minutes of playtime. Yeah, beat the shit out of Randy Savage for the conference I had <laughs> um, I, I tried to scale the side of my house. <laughs> who hasn't, though? Unprotected. <laughs> no. He was just ready. So, something uh, something popped into my into my brainium here. Uh oh. And David is actually the perfect guest, the perfect guest to have on the show because this is something we talked to him about way back the first appearance Uh-oh. of David Starr on the show. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, some some social media controversy came out when. Uh, when Ricochet oh, okay. said that, hey, unless you're a kid, I'm not going to take free pictures anymore. If you're not going to buy anything, then there'll be five bucks a photo. And half of the internet went, that seems reasonable. 
And the other half went, oh, well, I guess that fucking sellout over here fucking got to make money off everything. And David Starr, from the moment we met him, had that same philosophy. If you're buying something from the merch table, he'll bend over backwards to accommodate, not a problem. But if you're just trying to slide in going, well, you're not important enough for me to buy anything from, but you're important enough for me to take a selfie with, then you can go fuck yourself, it's five dollars. Somebody is. They gotta be professional. Somebody, somebody's gotta. Somebody's gotta. I hope they're not dead, though. Like, I, please, I advise you not to do this. But like, um, well, this is way after the fact. We have to put that disclaimer in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know how you have to do with disclaimers. Here. That's good. <laughs> so, David, so, thanks, David. David, David sure does create disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, there would be a line of people that would happily pay for it because of exactly what you said. He's all over the, yeah. he's all over the place. He's on Lucha Underground for now, at least. Uh, supposedly, there's questions on that, but we'll save that for when we get Ricochet on. Right. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, have you ever had anybody? is marketable so that only makes sense that if it's another thing you can market at that point it's your brand i don't understand why anyone gets upset about this on top of that what we do is we literally put our lives on the line every single time we wrestle we we take time out of our day and like how dare anybody tell anybody like that they can't charge 
or they can or can't charge certain money for certain services they perform for the job that pays their bills. Screw you, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. I, I'm one of the few wrestlers that I'm okay with some fans having shirts online. And people and other wrestlers yell at me for that. Because I don't think I have the right to tell somebody else who has some kind of public following that they can generate money off of their own name that they built because of their public persona. I don't have the right to tell them they can't make money off that just because they're a fan and I'm a wrestler. Who cares? Anybody who has a Twitter, anybody who has a Facebook, you're all of a sudden you are a public figure. And if you can generate some kind of following and you can make money off of that following, good good for you. That's called that's called capitalism. And by the way, don't forget you can don't forget you can buy Papa Hale shirts at fullygimmick.com. Yes, fullygimmick.com. And uh, Frankie Gaston referee shirts. That's well. right. Yeah, no, that's, go for it. You know, like so what? By the way, I please, know a lot of wrestlers who hate that. Please also buy your IndyCast shirts at fullygimmick.com. <laughs> yes, fullygimmick.com. <laughs> we'll have the new logo up on site on the site very soon. Um, so. Chad couldn't help himself. Well, I was going to say, I, I feel will, like I should have... All in all, I think that's a good question, and I think it's perfectly fine for people who charge money, or if they don't want to charge money, I think that's okay, too. Well, Whatever I was going to say, however you value yourself. three years difference, David's the reason why we would ask about the part-timers question, because he right. was similarly passionate about, this is, you know, what I'm experiencing in this business, here's what I see, here's what people need to know, and I, and I love it three years later... Another David Star manifesto, because you're absolutely right. You make you make excellent points. I try real hard. <laughs> I, I'm just I, uh, I just think like there's a lot of things that people are. I think the business itself, like a lot of us, don't think about the actual business, like the like the. The ramifications of some of our actions, or whatever, or whatever the consequences. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I'm really out of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the 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 consequences of what we do and how we treat the business and the steps we take towards. Like, I I just got in an argument the other day with somebody whose wrestling opinion I really respect about people flying themselves to Europe. It's the same thing people flying themselves to Japan. Like, you can't... If you're going over to the train, like, if you say, okay, I want to invest my time, I'm going to pay to live in this apartment or in this dojo, and I'm going to train for X amount of weeks, I'll pay for my flight because I'm going over to the train. It's an investment in itself. But if you're going over as a talent, you better not pay your flight. No way. That ain't cool. Because it's going to take shots away from guys. It makes it a lot more. It's just, uh, I just, I don't want to get into that whole thing. But it, I think I have before when I when I talked when we talked about the Japanese. We talked about people find themselves in Japan. Well, I was going to say we. I remember. I remember um, when we had. I think it was when when you and JD were both on the show. We talked about how you guys were asking for a price that you guys felt you were worth. And there were companies that saying you were out of their price range, and you said, "Oh, tough shit, then." And that was it. Like, as you guys were always book putting yourselves at what you felt your worth was, and not go, "All right, ten dollars, I guess, is fine." You know that kind of thing. Well, of course. I mean, again, like, like just hypothetically speaking, if wrestler John Smith asks for is asking for a hundred and fifty dollars plus transportation. Uh, and and company uh, W okay well we can give you 150 bucks but that's it like we can't cover your trans <laughs> and then if John Smith says well um, okay I can do that and then they, they just came to an agreement like if he decides that his value is that is just $150 flat and his trans isn't covered. Maybe maybe he's only walking away with 100 bucks that day instead of the 150 total. Maybe trans is $50. So he 
he's losing out on 50 bucks that he could have made. But that's his agreement. He agreed to that. Whatever. But he set his value, and then he agreed to adjust it. It's on him. That's his business decision. And that's his own thing. Don't no blame him for it. That's his choice. If he felt that his his skill set, whatever he brought to the table, was worth $100 plus $50 for transportation costs, then that's his choice. But if he also has the right to say, no, man, I have to do, I have to do 150 plus 50, so it'll be $200 total. I have to do 200. He has the right to say that. And there's no, there shouldn't be any, any issues there, no hard feelings. That's just how that goes. That's business. You have to come to agreement on terms. And if I say that I'm worth this, this is what I believe, my time, my effort, my risking my life is worth this. And if you say you risking your life to me is worth this, and then you guys don't come to an agreement, that's okay. That's business. Just say, okay, sorry, hopefully we're set some other time. I was going to say, I think that ties into what David said earlier, that maybe some people involved in wrestling forget the business aspect, and they take things too personally. And so instead of looking at that situation going, all right, well, the numbers just didn't work out this time, no big deal. I'm sure there are companies that go, well, now they're blackballed, or vice versa. Oh, this company's cheap, I'm never working with them. Instead of just going, oh, it just didn't work out this time. That's that more common than uncommon. Yeah. And, and how common, and like Jack was just saying, that seems like that's got to be more common than uncommon. Is that, is, has the business gotten better for stuff like that, or is that still a fairly common thing that you're dealing well, with? Well, I don't think it's fair for me to say has the business gotten better or whatever, because like I haven't, I haven't had a long enough period of time legitimately. years i probably i could probably say i've been in the business for three you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it's it's not like it's not like man the guys are drunk um <laughs> it's not it's, it's, it's not like i could say i'm like super i'm like i'm not a veteran of the business at all or of the sport um that'd be so far you know uh, but I, what I can say is that there are times when I've encountered places where I've given a price and then they say that it's too much and sometimes it's like oh that's just too much we can't do it and it's really perfectly fine no issue um, that, that I would say is probably most of the time okay. other times they just won't respond at all uh, and other times they'll say something negative back or they'll be like oh I guess you're too high class for us or like some it's like no man not that way just can't come to terms not a big deal sorry and then they try and be a dick about it and you know like there's, I've had all different reactions I, I, I think the most common is that the most common is that it's it's just like sorry we can't do that okay no problem hopefully it works out some other time in the future yeah and, and again it's not it's not that dramatic it's not like well we're only ever going to do one wrestling show so it's got to right. be now it's like 
no, maybe somewhere down the road, you'll have a little bit of a bigger budget. We'll make it work out. Right. Won't that be great? Or like you said, oh, maybe you'll work at a closer venue and trans will be so much. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, that's okay. Uh, You know, like you said, maybe something will happen. They'll go at a different venue that's closer. Trans will be less money. Maybe it'll work out then. Like, I feel like that overly dramatic, like, no, it's now. Who knows about tomorrow? Like, relax. Relax. We're all just trying to make money. It's all business. All right. We'll make it work. We won't. It's okay. Right, it's just ridiculous when people take things too personally. They get really in their feels about it. Like yeah. a lot of promoters seem to get really emotional about yeses or nos, or it's it's kind of crazy. Well, it's also it's on the other on the other hand, it's like there are wrestlers that get that think that like oh, just because you can't get come to an agreement right now means you'll never come to an agreement ever. And some people put that pressure on themselves, and they have to understand that's not how that works. <laughs> you know, it's you can be patient. Just take your time. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many times I've turned down really big bookings because I've already had commitments and I didn't want to cancel. Because I don't like canceling on people. It's actually one thing I had to cancel on somebody um, this week for something because an opportunity came up that I couldn't pass up, and I didn't. And I didn't even really cancel. I asked them for permission to cancel, and if they told me that I couldn't, then I would have kept their date. Um, I just had to do that this week, and I really hated it. Um, so, uh, but that's an admittance right there. You gotta stick to your, you gotta stick to your, your principles. That's that's an admittance. David Starr had to skip Ring of Honor this week to be on the IndyCast. That's right. But he was willing to do it. Yeah. He asked him permission. He was willing to do it. That's why he's such a good friend. So. uh so since uh, since Mr. Romero here segued me here, I will I will uh, jump on that one. So uh, how do you feel to uh, to show up on uh, on Ring of Honor television uh, about what about a week ago? Yeah. So we were we were all very proud to see that. Oh, cool! Thanks, I appreciate it. it was It was cool getting a chance to do something uh, significant on on their television because I've done a couple couple things for them before, but um, only one time other than this was I actually on TV uh, for them. Uh, even though I've worked for him, that was my fourth time uh, on, on TV. The other time was for their YouTube. The other time was a house show. Um, but it was good to do something of significance, and I felt pretty good about it. And now that leads me to on Sunday at War of the Worlds in Philadelphia, which is a Ring of Honor New Japan joint show. I'm wrestling Josh Woods, who won the top prospect tournament. So hooray for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's called salesmanship. That's right. Um, well, speaking of significant, I and I think for anybody who's listening and who's listened to previous episodes, I think the the biggest shock of this, this particular segue, is this your segue? Yeah. To a fucking Larry Zabisco story. No, but no. I did have somebody bring that up to me. No, because sadly you haven't been. Well, no, I guess he was down here in Orlando recently. Yes, yes, so yes, he yes. might have a Larry Zabisco no, story. But I didn't see Larry. Oh. I didn't see Larry though. Well, that's too bad. He didn't. Uh, he didn't stay at Larry Zabisco's Airbnb, so that's he right. couldn't. Um, yeah. The uh, no, but I was gonna say, this has been the most wrestling focused episode I think we've had with David since like episode one. <laughs> We're actually like staying on topic, other than the whole clue thing, which right. I, you know, none of us will speak of ever again. That's what everything was all based on, anyway. Leading up to that, and he didn't go crazy for clues, so now we got to move on to something else. But you did just recently uh, get to wrestle a three way with Chip Day. And Martin Stone, both chummy chums of fully gimmicked and indie right. cast, um, and we have yet to find anybody who hasn't had a great thing to say about Martin Stone. And I'm wondering if you're going to break that streak or not. Um, Say about yeah. Martin. No one's going to have a bad thing to say about Martin, except for me, because Martin's a dude. No, Martin's the man. Like, um, everyone loves Martin. Martin, the funny. Okay, so the, here's a funny little thing that Martin does. Because um, I've gotten to wrestle now, I guess twice now. <laughs> and he... And so, when we're wrestling at PWX, uh, as we're doing it, I, he, I had him on the ground, and I said, and as I was going, I had a, a hold on him, and I'm cranking on the hold, and he just, 
and he just looks at me and he goes, oh, man, you're so, he goes, man, you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, shut up. And I said, we get wrestling. And then, he, and then he did it again at AWE. I had him down, and then I said something, he's like, oh, he's like, oh you're so fucking good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. So he does shit like that. So it's really, he's really fun to wrestle. He's awesome. And he's a great dude. He's just the man. He's fun to watch as well uh-huh. for for those listeners out there who think like me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. He's good. Dude, did you see the match that we had? Uh, me and Martin had a PWX? No. Not yet. No. It's really, it's really, really, really fun stuff. Really fun stuff. Well, <laughs> they liked it too. They, yeah, the people <laughs> in the back enjoyed it as well. <laughs> but no, so... so it's just a pure wrestling match. We did it based on we did, did rules. We did like pure wrestling rules. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, I remember rules. hearing about that. And well, so here's the thing: um, we've gotten to see various versions of Martin Stone wrestling. We've seen him like wrestle, like, "Hey, we're gonna do pure wrestling." We've seen him be a little more like jovial for the crowd, and we've also just seen him beat the shit out of people. Yes. Um, Six minutes. <laughs> yeah, just beat the, the living dog shit out of people before. Um, but you, him, and Chip in, in that uh, the title match, that I felt, we all felt was just like a recipe for success. Like, right. if you just scribbled that on a napkin, it would just turn into a, a $10 bill. Like, that was just, that just seemed like just brilliant, the brilliant way to cool happen. about that match that I really liked, uh, one, it was just a very, it was a very difficult day uh, in general, almost in every um, it was a really hard day and I was able to go out there with two of my favorite people to wrestle uh, and two of my favorite people in the back and we didn't have to overthink it most of the match we didn't call most of it was done on the fly with all three of us just working on with wrestling on the fly That's amazing. Just having fun it was great crazy it was such a good match yeah so uh most of that most of that was improv i would say like a good 70 percent of that match was improv improv and quiet compliments to one another that's right (laughs) you're so good i can hear him do that you're so fucking good Uh, the indie scene, obviously, right now is kind of in an explosion point right now. I think it's probably the best indie scene we've ever seen here, which is great to have to be doing an independent wrestling podcast. Yeah. Um, so few of them around. I know. I mean, so, really. Uh, is, is there anybody out there that you, you haven't wrestled yet that you're like, God damn it, why haven't I checked that off my list yet? Yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, the, those questions, like the ones who do you want to wrestle and stuff, um, I'm always bad at answering them because... There's a lot of people, but I can never pinpoint a single one until I know it's booked. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I see it, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really excited to do that. So, like, um, May 25th, when uh, I'm in, I'm at Lucha Forever in Birmingham, which in the UK, uh, I'm wrestling Travis Banks for the first time, and I'm so excited to wrestle Travis Banks. He's great. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, watch him in progress, watch him in Rev Pro, uh, watch him at Fight Club Pro. Uh, he's a great wrestler i think he's uh either from new zealand or australia and he lives in the uk now and he is just awesome um so travis banks is one of them um wrestling zach Seward jr this saturday but i wrestled zach before um wrestled marty i want to do a singles match with i would love to do a singles match with osprey or ricochet um and there's, a, there's probably plenty out there i'm having my first singles match against paul london in a couple weeks. That's next weekend. Next weekend I'm doing that. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I know uh, we, yeah. we we have a, a special interview coming up. I think we, we can actually tease this one because, yeah, it's, it's, already, because it's already recorded. The magic of editing. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually just talked to uh, Bob Evans recently, and, and Brutal Bob has definitely got you high on his list of people he wants to, uh, he wants to work uh, with. Yeah, Bob, we have to, yeah, we have to do, like, the really long match. Yeah. We have to do what he wants to wrestle with for 105, I think. Yeah. yeah. That, that could actually be the yeah, name of the show. It. It'll just be called Really Long Match. Really Long Match, that's right. Well, um, <laughs> uh, I want to wrestle... 
a match that goes longer than 104. I want to go two hours. And I want it to either be with Trevor Lee or with Dave Christ. Oh. Dave Christ, who at, uh, at the most recent Combat Zone show that we Michelle and I were at, yeah. I think I said to him, I think I said to Shelly right after that card got done, it's like 2017 is probably going to be the year of Dave Christ. You're going to, you're, he, yeah. you're not going to stop hearing about him in 2017. He was so over that night. It was crazy. He's so good. So, well, if you do uh, wrestle the, you know, two hour marathon fight with uh, Trevor Lee, you know how Trevor Lee does the, uh, the, the, the thing where he's on the apron and does, and like tries to kick through people's chests. Hey, yeah. Call a spot for me. Well, I was just gonna say if you can do the same thing, <laughs> but just, but just, spot, I didn't. I specifically didn't use the term "spot" because I didn't want my butthole to pucker again. So I had to say the scientific term of you know that move he does because David Starr is a son of a bitch. I, I was it. going to say if you could do the same thing, but instead of trying to kick through his chest, if you could just throw your dick in his face off the apron. That would really make me happy. But now forget it. Now it doesn't forget it. It doesn't have to be my birthday gift anymore. Forget it. Just an apron, forget it. An apron dick lariat? Was yes, exactly. Amazing. A running dick lariat off the apron. Off the apron. I oh. do not approve of this because I am always oh. concerned about all the wrestlers. Man area. She's you're specifically concerned about David's penis. Her, his his groinicological region. Very concerned. Shelly's very concerned about your groin when it comes to the right. when it comes to the look oh, at I it. it. Although <laughs> his uh, his travel sized uh, look at it that he gave to Martin Stone was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, the travel size look. Because he didn't have like a full running start. He was just the like, fun, Oh, by the way, the fun the fun size look yeah, at it was exactly. that what that was? <laughs> He's kinda of booped him at the end there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sometimes you gotta, you just gotta get it in, you know, you just gotta make sure it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dollar for every time I said that. <laughs> just gotta get it in, you just gotta make sure it's there. This is the one time you could use your bing bong and That's nothing true. happened. Yeah, well. I'm disappointed I've been, with your soundboard. I've been getting I've been getting I've been getting looks for the soundboard, so I stopped. <laughs> uh, uh, we actually had a couple of uh questions from uh from the fans out there. Oh, oh me Let's, a lot. Uh, cover oh, the couple dozens of, and dozens. The dozens oh, and dozens. From the fans out there. Yeah. Right. Uh Reese want one. Reese wanted to know all two of them. Reese wanted to know what uh, your short term <laughs> goals for twenty seventeen were. Reese. So that means that Reese has never heard um, me answer anything about goals. Uh, I say <laughs> the same thing about goals every single time, whether it's short term or long term. Because the thing about it is, um, the only thing I can control is getting better. So all I do is focus on being better every single day. Because I can't. I, there's nothing else I can I can do. So short term, I hope. So today's Wednesday. Uh, hope tomorrow, Thursday, when I'm going to sleep. Or what time is it right now? Uh, about 10 o'clock is right now. Yeah, so I hope that 10 o'clock tomorrow, I'm better than I am 10 o'clock tonight. So that's all I can really do. Um, that's my goal, is to get better every single day. And you know what the, the most important thing to take from that answer is? If we ever ask a question and a guest shits on it, Blame it on Reese. That's, that's right. That's the, that's the <laughs> well, lesson Reese to take. Well, Reese asked that question. Job, that's the lesson to God take from that. Reese. Um, Thanks a lot, Reese. <laughs> uh, the other question we had here was from a friend of the IndyCast, Sean, Sean Sisk, okay. uh, who, who did commentary once with me on a uh, <laughs> on the IndyCam at another show. But, oh, Lord. Uh, that footage will never be shown. It should. It should because it's hysterical. <laughs> me and Luna are, are a comedy duo. Um, oh, God. Any, oh, God. Any idea of what happened at Glory Pro this weekend that made Michael Elgin so mad? I don't even know what he's talking about, but apparently if Michael Elgin says, everybody should run. Huh? Elgin made a video um, reviewing his show, but he talks about it in the video. What made him mad? Oh, did he? okay. We'll have to go find. He, he was very, he was very happy with the show, but there were like a couple things here and there that he was like frustrated with, and he just takes it very personally because he's very passionate about his his show. He's very passionate about the, the organization he started, um, and he. And he they got some great fans there, and that is a great promotion. I loved working there at Glory Pro. Um, that is going to be a destination for independent wrestling. Uh, it's going to be one of those places you want to get to. 
Maybe maybe it won't be like AAW. Maybe it won't be like PWG or something. Maybe it won't be you know a, a CZW Evolve, um, Ring of Honor, whatever. But it is. It was a lot of fun wrestling there. Uh, but yeah, Elgin is a perfectionist, so he got frustrated with a few things. But he talks about it in his video. Okay. I will have to find that video and I'll put it up on Twitter and then tag Sean in it so he can see what the <laughs> hell is. There's your answer. There's your answer, goddammit. You could have just asked Elgin, you son of a bitch. Uh, and last question wasn't from one of our fans, but one that but one we're, we're definitely interested in because you are the fifth co-host of the show. Uh, if you could come on the show with us, well, when, when you come back to guest host, True. Who, who do you want to interview? Spoiler alert, David, we have as much pull as whatever you could get booked for us. That's the <laughs> amount of pull. Um, hmm. Who would I want to interview? Oh, man, I would love to have DJ on. Um, <laughs> DJ, that, that would be the perfect David Starr interview to have sure. him guess us with, with, with DJ Hyde. <laughs> no doubt it would be. Um, I, I think, who would I want to interview? I mean... I, I don't know. I don't have anybody in mind that I would like love interviewing. But I like. But I think that if I again, it'd be one of those things. Like if I heard about the guest that was on, and I told, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna do an interview with him?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And then I'll do some research and I'll interview the fuck out of that person. <laughs> I feel like there'd be such a juxtaposition between us if DJ High was on because the three of us would still be asking like regular like. So, like, what made you want to become a booker? And then David would be like, so remember three years ago? <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. Now, now I feel like I need to start sending David our guest, our guest list when I have it, just to <laughs> see if he picks an episode. It's like, yeah, I'll come see, on that one. Just see if he gives the a, the okay, yeah. the A or nay. The clue where shoots and ladders, as it were. Good call. Right? Do it. I will. I will. I've got some. We'll, 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 we'll start. We'll start sending them along. Like, well, David Starr approved this interview. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go from there. You have to give it a, a thumbs up or thumbs down. That's right. You're right. Sammy. <laughs> so, uh, David. Although we could practically, uh, you know, have uh, this information tattooed on us now. But uh, for anybody who has just completely fallen in love with you with this particular interview. Uh, where can they find you on social media? Time oh, to get your shit well, in. Yeah, and, and introduce, let's introduce you correctly now real quickly. It's over enough to hear this. The, right. the, the Brian Cage approved. That's true. Get your shit in. Brian Cage won't be taking us to court. Yeah, please get, get your, your shit, shit in. in. As long as he doesn't... Did you see that video with Brian? Brian, like, got, was uh, giving that dude who took his gimmick in Mexico. He was giving them all, all sorts of heat. Oh, um, he was... There's some video that got released. Yeah. Brian was on our show and uh, <laughs> and gave him, and gave him some heat directly here on the show. <laughs> No, he. I was just gonna say he he railroaded our interview with that. We were like something something. Get your shit. He's like, oh, let me tell you about people stealing my shit. And we were like, oh, okay, that floor is yours, buddy. But then he gave us but then he gave us permission to use the line. So yeah, and then he told matter. us about spending six hours at a golden corral. So we all learned something that day. Nice. Yeah. Um, so as far as following me online and buying my stuff, theproductds.com is my website. And it has direct links to all of my social media accounts, to all of my merchandise accounts. Social media at the product DS. That is social media for Instagram. That is social media for Twitter, which I'm really good at. And for Snapchat, uh, then you can find me on Facebook. David, just search David Starr. Uh, you can book me, the product David Starr at gmail.com. You can check out my merchandise stores. BottomLineMerch.com slash David Starr. ProWrestlingTees.com slash David Starr. There's so many things you can do to provide money for (laughs) (laughs) Help pay David's bills. Right. Feed a wrestler. I mean, those are all, that's all my stuff. ProWrestlingTees.com is direct links to all of that. There you go. Um, That's effective. You can check all that out, and I hope you you do buy t-shirts and hats and pictures and wristbands and stickers and buttons and all sorts of good and fancy things so I can feed my cat and continue to go on a crazy amount of trips to Wawa. (laughs) That's right. 
Uh, the uh, Wawa Fund. Sorry, yeah, all right. Uh, it's okay. I love I love David anyway, even if he's wrong about that particular choice. How but, dare you? Oh, well, don't make me fight you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that would be what, quick. What, what, a, what a catchphrase. <laughs> hey, don't, don't make me fight you. <laughs> they don't call him the King of Terrasmo for nothing. I didn't even say it mean. I didn't even say it mean, you know. It's just like, I know. It's, it's like that. You said it like it was a reminder to go grab the like the dry cleaning. Like, hey, don't make me fight you. Also, also mac and cheese is done. Also, we're out of milk. Right. Yeah. So just FYI. Get the milk. Go to Wawa and get the milk. I don't want to go to Wawa. Hey, don't make me fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. To, I'm gonna say that to my daughter next time she asks me now. It's like, hey. Don't make me fight you. Are you kidding? He says it to his cat when the cat's like knocking too much litter box. Hey, don't, don't make, me. make me fight you. Oh, dude, my cat, Mr. Sadie, he, uh, like, he'll, he'll, he'll try and, like, swat at you sometimes. And, like, when he does that to me, like, he does it to other people. It's like, whatever. Like, I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Sadie is the man. But he does it to me. I grab him by the back of the neck and I just look at him in the face. <laughs> you just mean mug your cat? <laughs> Grab him like by the scruff. And then I look at, and then I, and I look at them. I, I make Sadie look at me in the face. And I like, say, and I just look at him. I like, like no, that's not okay. And then I put him back down. And then he usually just calls me. Because <laughs> he knows he doesn't want to fight. You will fight him. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I literally <coughs> make me fight you. <laughs> well, uh, David, thank you once again for setting the record as. Uh, number of appearances on the show and being our second guest in season four and the That's official right. reboot of the IndieCast. And, yeah, uh, so much better than Jason Cave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to throw that on a shirt for you as well in the future. Yeah, that'll be a So good much shirt. better than Jason Cade. And on the back, Please don't do. dot 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 make me fight you. That'll be on the don't back of the shirt. Don't fight you. Yeah, that's actually, that is a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> fully, fully gimmick. Calling fully gimmick. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Indie Cast. Uh, we, I'm going to consider this a Voltron episode because there's still technically four hosts now, That's right. uh, on this episode, Sounds even good. if Luna's not here. Um, so, on behalf of David Starr, Chad, hey. Shelley Allen, I'm Zach Romero. Hi, guys. Deuces! <laughs>